Our first scripture reading this morning comes to us from the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Listen to God's word. Does not wisdom call, and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out. To you, O people, I call, and my cry is that to all to live. O simple ones, learn prudence. Acquire intelligence, you who lack it. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There's nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to one who understands and right to one who finds knowledge. Take my instruction of, instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Our second reading is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Listen again. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I trotted out an old example, so you may remember it from a different sermon. I promise you I'm not repeating the sermon. Although sometimes I think I might be able to do the same sermon three weeks in a row before anybody really noticed. <laughs> there was a tank battalion in World War II. There were a lot of them. But one in particular was assigned to Patton's third, the third army. They were responsible, they were the 561st, there'll be a quiz later, please write that down. They were responsible for more destroyed German tanks and captured German territory than any other unit in the Allied forces. That's something. They spent 183 straight days at the front. That's longer than any other unit was left on the front lines. They broke the Siegfried line first before any other American unit. They were recommended for the presidential unit citation. They had nine of their members recommended for the Medal of Honor. And we now know a lot about what happened at the time, but there's something that we don't really get a chance to hear very often, and I'm going to come back to that. There was an attorney out west, and he was representing a defendant in a criminal trial. And the case against his client was open and shut. 
He was going to have a hard time getting this guy off. The man was charged with assault. And he discovered some evidence that could prove his client's innocence. The only problem was that evidence was false. It wasn't real. But he used it anyway and got his client declared not guilty. Another criminal walks on a technicality or some crooked defense attorney or pick your favorite complaint. But there's something you don't know about that attorney and I'm going to tell you about that later too. Given the ways that we get information today, it's hard to do what Proverbs is telling us, to listen to wisdom and act accordingly. One of our favorite things as Presbyterians is God gave us brains and expects us to use them. That's why you're allowed to question things. That's why you're, but you're not allowed to question me. <laughs> Actually, you are, and, and you do, and I appreciate it more than you realize. Wisdom requires that we test things that we look at what we're told or what is handed to us as information and weigh it out and see. As my dad used to say, kidneys. Information comes to us in little sound bites because that's all our tiny brains apparently can handle. And it's always got some kind of an opinion attached. It doesn't matter who you ask. Sources rarely get cited. I did see one on Facebook one day, and they cited the source. It said, it must be true because I read it on the internet. <laughs> Signed, Mark Twain. <laughs> it has this huge influence because we hear it. We don't read it as much as we used to, but we do hear it a lot. And it influences us not because we're fools, but because we are human and we do have brains. You can't help but think about it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We have to listen because our brains are wired to do that. It's how our ancestors preserved their own lives by making associations. If this happens, then that happens, let's not do this. Don't eat those berries. Grog ate those berries last week and he got sick. Don't eat them. And no one ever ate the berries again. Somebody ate nightshade one time and got really sick and died and everybody said, don't eat that. Whatever you do, don't eat nightshade. And they realized that tomatoes look just like nightshade. And so they assumed they were poisonous. And you couldn't eat them for a long, long time because they would kill you. We knew, but we knew too much. And sometimes that's where it goes wrong. We have to make snap judgments because our ancestors did and our brains are wired that way. It's natural, but have you ever noticed that a lot of our snap judgments are usually wrong? Well, maybe 
But snap judgments are no better than any other kind of judgment. And if you say you can judge somebody's character like that, that'll get you out of jury duty. <laughs> Those snap judgments were designed to keep our ancestors alive. We know we keep the fire going all night. The bears and lions and tigers don't come get us. So we'll keep the fire burning all night. That's a good idea. Because what's out there in the dark might be dangerous. Maybe. So we're going to be careful. The problem, the difference, and it creates a problem for us, is that most of the threats to us are not immediate. They're not right there waiting to get us. And so we don't have to walk around with big clubs of rocks and things. We have a little time most of the time. But we have a lot more information at our disposal than our ancestors did. And that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. But it can also be hurtful to people when we make judgments on too little information. There's... Oh, we'll say uh, a lady who's a little overweight at Walmart, and she's really eyeing the little Debbie snack cakes. What do we assume? Well, maybe we assume she has no self-control. Maybe we assume she's just too lazy to exercise. Or maybe we assume she's wrestling with that decision because Golly, she likes the little Debbie snap cakes. Yum, yum. But we don't stop and think that, oh, wow, she's retaining water because of a different illness that she has and she can't help it. There's a slender woman. We see her at Walmart, too, and she's looking at the nutritional stuff. We go, wow. She's in good shape because she takes care of herself. Or maybe she's bulimic. We don't know. That unsocial, stuck-up family down the street who think they're better than all of us, who won't associate with us, they're just ugly, horrible people. Or maybe they're hiding bruises and black eyes. This kid never does their homework because they're lazy. Or maybe it's because it's kind of hard to do your homework locked in a closet with no lights on. When you think like that, I can tell you from experience, it makes it very hard to condemn people. That person is tailgating you on Gavlin, like they all do. <laughs> Stop next time before you think the things that I always think and ask yourself, what if they're trying to get to the hospital? I don't know why they're in such a hurry. I don't know if it's because they're impatient drivers. Probably that's the case. But a benefit of a doubt can go a long way towards settling ourselves. What we don't know 
can lead us to gross errors in what we think we know can do even worse. God says to seek wisdom, to think. If you store up treasure for security, that can be taken that quick. But think about this. There are far more overnight paupers than there are overnight millionaires. Becoming a pauper overnight is really easy. In fact, you don't even have to do anything and it might happen to you anyway. There are circumstances that are just beyond our control. Patton actually didn't want the 561st Tank Battalion under his command. He didn't want them because they were black. Patton believed that black men were not intelligent enough for war. He's on record with all of this, as a matter of fact. He believed they wouldn't fight because they were too lazy and too cowardly. They were not suited for the rigors of war. They just weren't tough enough for it. And those nine medals of honor were not awarded to them because the Department of the Army didn't recommend them because they knew Congress would never approve of it. Those citations and medals of honor that they should have received, they didn't get them until the 1990s. When suddenly, I guess in the 1990s, it was okay to be black? I don't know. But you know who desegregated the, uh, the armed forces and all civil service in the United States? Harry S. Truman, this Missouri Southern Baptist self-taught intellectual. He taught himself Greek and Latin by himself. You know who segregated them originally? Woodrow Wilson, the Presbyterian president of a university. Who was enlightened there? I know we get stuck with Wilson. It's also interesting to remember that Truman was from Missouri, which was a slave state, or had slave leanings. And Wilson was from the North, the Ivy League elite. Blows my mind. That attorney who got his client acquitted, Honest Abe Lincoln. We make judgments all the time that do not serve the gospel of our Lord. And those judgments are hurtful. We want the security of the truth, don't we? Sure, we do. The problem is that if we can't get that security, we'll make up a truth. You can see it all around us every day. Do you know my political leanings? Anybody think they can guess them? 
I'll tell you something that you may not that you may not have figured out. I looked it up and kind of went back through the history, and in my lifetime, the, the 1980 election was the first one I could vote in. In all that time between then and now, I've voted. I have voted for more Republicans than Democrats. Some of you are very surprised because you've listened to me talk at other activities. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Wisdom like justice carries a scale for us. But wisdom unlike justice is not blind. We have to make sure that what we think we know never becomes more important to us than the truth. If man were meant to fly, he'd have wings. If you go a mile a minute, that's 60 miles an hour, it will be fatal, it will kill you. No one's ever gonna go to the moon. Come on. So we have to study, we have to think, we have to seek out wisdom. Not just information, especially where human beings are involved. We're too complicated to be broken down into little categories, which is what we like to do because it sure helps our brains. But it hurts other people. We have to offer compassion in our thoughts and our perception. The person tailgating us on gathering, I don't know why they're in a hurry. And I can't really make an assumption about it. Because we never know in all those times whether we're encountering, encountering angels or maybe even Jesus. Amen.